Welcome to the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. This is the place where we help young entrepreneurs make, keep, and grow wealth that you can enjoy now and for years to come. I'm your host, Jack Gibson, a serial entrepreneur, founder of multiple seven and eight figure businesses and wealth building strategies. Each week, I'm gonna share my tips, resources, and secrets to help you create a plan and build the life you've dreamed of. Here we go. I'm gonna ask you guys a question. How many streams of income do you think that the average millionaire has? So say it out loud to yourself. I'm curious as to what you guys think. Although (laughs) I'm not going to find out because I'm talking to my computer. However, say the answer now. Did you say seven? Because if you did, you were right. The average millionaire has seven streams of income. Well, I have 16 Actually, soon to be 17, as soon as my Bitcoin mining machines are up and running. And I don't think that's necessarily anything that you need or want to strive for. So I think that's honestly too many to live a healthy and balanced life. Seven is absolutely plenty. You know, multiple streams of income are great, but you don't want MSDs, which are multiple streams of distraction. You want to avoid MSDs just like you would in college avoid STDs. (laughs) Yeah, I went there. So this show is all about when to stay focused and when to diversify. So if you aren't already wealthy, you probably should not diversify, especially with your active income. Now, You may say to yourself, man, this goes against a lot of the things that you talk about on your platform because you're all about multiple streams of income. Well, like everything in finance, you guys, in in investing, the answer is always, it depends. And it depends on your unique situation. What I want to take you guys back to is kind of when I first got started, as we kind of dive into this episode, I think you guys are going to understand where I'm headed with this. When I say active income stream, I mean, active is essentially what are you putting your time and effort into, your focus, where are you putting lots of hours in to grow and to develop? See, diversification will not make you rich. Diversification helps protect the wealth that you've already accumulated, but most of the time it's going to limit your return on investment. And why is that? Well, if you diversify from the beginning, you're going to lengthen your timeline, reach financial independence, because you're going to be distracted from your core area of expertise, your core area of earning power. If you were to just start off in a new business and new, I mean, anything under five years is a new business, growing that business. And then all of a sudden you get this opportunity to do another business So then you start something else at the same time. I think we all know that you could make money in that second business, but in all likelihood, over the course of time, you're actually going to make less money overall because now your first primary business that you're growing and that you're starting to get momentum in, you have less energy, less focus, less attention. So that one's going to suffer. So even making money in the second business, in all likelihood, isn't going to make up for the loss of money from the first. So it's far better to be laser focused 
early on within the areas that give you the highest return on investment. So for most entrepreneurs, that usually looks like this. Step one, invest into your own personal development, right? Investing back into yourself, increasing your skills, your knowledge, and your overall earning power. Step two, invest back into your own cash flow producing business. And then step three, invest into income producing assets with an asterisk, right? What's the asterisk, right? The asterisk is always like C footnote below. Invest in income producing assets that don't distract you from growing your business. See, this is why I love syndication deals. I can get into big, safe, great deals with high returns on investment that don't distract me at all. These deals are far less distracting than even stocks and crypto, which are very passive investments, because I tend to look at those more than I really should. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, ah, I hate to admit it because I tell you guys, don't look at them, but I just can't help myself. You know, sometimes I get bored and I just want to check and see what's going on. It's really dumb. I'm not going to sell them. I don't even really care that much whether they go up or down in the short run. It's not going to change my life at all. But with syndication, the great thing is I can't check the value. I don't have any idea where they are really at in the whole process. I just put the funds in, sit back and wait with confidence, knowing that I invested with the right team. So here's another way to say it, okay, and, and explain it as far as diversification goes. When starting your wealth building journey, don't go wide, go deep. This isn't a that's what she said moment, okay? So don't go there. It's not what I was doing. It was not intentional. Be it serious. Stay, stay focused. Wide means diversifying into many different things and essentially spreading yourself too thin. You know, you're going to have that multiple streams of distraction and vastly diminished returns. So going deep, going deep, dang it, going deep means you hyper focus on one thing. So your wealth building strategy should look like a funnel, but more upside down. You flip the funnel, you know, and it's upside down, right? Okay. So then the shaft, oh dear God. So the shaft is sticking up and the funnel part of it is facing the ground. Okay. So then that's that narrow focused, okay, that you're going to, you're going to hyper focus at the beginning. And then as you go and develop that first stream of primary income, then you're going to start to diversify that as you grow. Now, I don't think that you want more than one, maybe two active income streams, but only two if the one is like a job that you have a set schedule with, or the business that you're in is pretty established and it's got some you know, leadership in place. You've got a team in place that can run things. If you kind of check out a bit, it's a little bit more seasoned. You know, if you're an employee, I think it's critical to get a side hustle business, especially if your goal is to retire young and free. If you have a business, working two active businesses at the same time is very difficult. But what does it look like to hyper-focus? So your three resources are laser-focused. What are those three resources? Time, energy, and money. Now, I think in the order of which I listed them too is the order of which they're valuable. See, time is the most important resource to me because it's the only one that can't be replenished. 
I can never get more time. Once it's spent, it is gone, never to return. Energy can be replenished, not that easy to replenish it sometimes. Sometimes, you know, like if you work yourself so hard where you're just taxing out your body and your adrenals, your body crashes, and this has happened to me several times over the last, you know, two decades of, of business and work, it can take quite a bit of time to replenish that energy. So energy isn't as we often think we're superheroes. You know, we can work long, long hours and we'll just drink some extra caffeine to make up for it. And that can only go for so long. So energy is replenishable, but sometimes it's not that easy. Now, the third resource, money. Money to me is the least valuable of these three resources because it's so replenishable and it's so infinite in nature. Money being an idea, money being a level of resourcefulness inside of you, I feel like money is the easiest of these three to come by. Now, some of you are thinking, man, I I don't see that. But as you develop in your entrepreneurial and investing journey, so you're going to see how this plays out for you. Once you've built excess cash flow in your one main area of expertise, then we want to look at diversifying. So trust me, diversification is great to protect and grow assets, but it's super tough to get much of those assets if you're the jack of all trades and master of none. I recently had a texting conversation with Mark, a longtime associate and friend of mine. He's very, very successful in business. He's a leader. I definitely respect his thoughts. I feel like he's a thought leader. And we got onto this subject of diversification because it came up on a leadership call that there were, you know, some people were building businesses in in multiple areas. And there was the seasoned leaders that disagreed with that, you know, type of activity. So I reached out and said, here, you know, what do you think, Mark, on this whole subject? So he said, couple thoughts I have. Number one, the people most influenced by the business leaders are the very people who should not be doing multiple businesses if they want to grow their business. If they see their heroes publicly talking about their wonderful ways to make money outside of their own business, it can create doubt that real money can be made in their own business. And number two, again, I'm reading what he said, and you may or may not agree with this, but I believe the young leaders today are massively distracted with other ways to make money when their businesses aren't stable and the very thing needed to make it stable is their leadership and focus, not by investing all their quick earned cash flow outside of it. And he closes with this. I'm so thankful my mentor didn't distract me with all the ways he made money when I started. I believed all his money was made in his private business. So I focused exclusively on building my own private business. The reality is he never would have had access to the real estate the stocks, the crypto, if not for the growth of his own business. I agree with this 100%. I talk about this extensively on my platform and in my first several podcasts where I lay out the strategy that will help you build wealth. I talk about it in my seven-step video series, which you can opt in for free on my website at myindestructiblewealth.com. The challenge for me is I do a lot of podcasts And I want to put out a lot of incredible content for you guys. I put out a lot of different ideas on how to grow wealth. And I know that whenever I'm putting out a podcast on a specific subject, it's never going to probably appeal to everybody at all stages of where they're at. For example, I put out the podcast about Bitcoin mining stocks 
And man, was I sure about that one. Okay. However, I don't think very many of you actually jumped on that, you know, investment. And for whatever reasons, you know, I think a lot of the millennials are a lot more into crypto and they don't really like the idea of stocks. Maybe they saw their parents lose a lot of money in 2008 and still kind of have like a bad taste in their mouth. Maybe, you know, your investments are already kind of in and your your free cash was already in what you think is best and, and going into certain stocks wasn't the best idea for you. I don't know. It could be totally... You could maybe not even have the money to do it, right? There could be so many different ways that not that many people jumped on that idea. Those stock picks since I released that episode are up a lot. All six of them are up. The minimum is up 8%. The highest one is up 162% as of this recording. You know, someone listening to these ideas may get distracted from their primary private business and think that doing multiple different things is the way to go. Now, that particular idea, however, is passive in nature. And that's what I'm trying to put out mostly are ideas that you guys can do that are passive terms. They won't take much time, energy. They'll definitely take money, but they won't take much time, energy, attention, and focus away from your primary way that you're growing your business, your wealth. I want with this episode to get you guys clear on this concept, right? When you do start to diversify your investments, you need to consider and ask yourself a couple questions. How much money do you want to make? But then that correlates to how much risk are you willing to take? It all comes down to this, your investment buckets. Your investment buckets determine your returns. Okay, so what do I mean by that? Well, here's some examples. If you want pure safety and reliability, you can put your money in the bank and you get 0.01% interest. (laughs) The amount of money I have in the bank, it's crazy for my checking accounts, for all my various businesses. If you add it all up, it's quite a substantial amount. I think I get like, I don't know, a few cents. It's crazy. I'm not advocating for this, okay? Money printing will crush cash and bank accounts. If you want boring, predictable, three to 5% returns, you know, you want to buy bonds or my preference is high cash value, whole life insurance. If you want six to 8% kind of boring methodical returns, you buy the total stock market, which is index funds. If you want 10%, you know, maybe better buy real estate, buy cash flow producing real estate. If you want to go for 10 to 20% returns, sometimes greater than that, by well-researched individual stocks and future trend-setting sectors. Now, there's definitely more risk to doing that strategy, no doubt. If you want 20 to 30%, buy self-storage syndication. Now, the downside to that is you need to be an accredited investor to get in on that, right? If you want to take a stab at some real outsized gains, 100% returns or better, you buy crypto. But you just got to be prepared for a lot of volatility and for a roller coaster ride of a lifetime. You have definitely, when you buy crypto, you're taking on quite a bit more risk. And this is why, again, that I always say, be cautious with the percentage of how much you're investing into asset classes like this that are super volatile, super risky, but can give you big outsized gains. Now, my personal portfolio, I have all of these. You know, just make sure that when you buy these types of things, that you're prepared to stay in the game for a minimum of five years. My typical hold time is a decade. So resolve to hold your ground, even when your emotions tell you to sell. Here's the thing. Most people are 
absolutely wrong about diversification. The most people are financial advisors who are, I know that they're well-meaning, but Wall Street pundits that are pitching what they make money off of. Look, diversifying between different stocks is not diversifying. It's one asset class. I follow a guy named Jeremy on Instagram. He has a huge following. I think it was 320,000 followers the last time I checked. And, um, you know, he puts out some great content and he stays super hyper-focused on one message, which is index funds. He routinely posts about his $3 million account that he has an index fund. One would be led to believe that he made his money by investing in index funds over the last few years, when this is absolutely not the case. His money was made in his own private tech business, which he then sold for a few million. And then he took those funds and invested it all into index funds. He uses that large index fund account balance as a sales tool to sell his index fund course. I bought the course actually because I wanted to learn more about index funds, not because I'm personally that interested in doing that strategy, but I want to expand my knowledge base, have full understanding and you know, know what is great to recommend to my listeners and subscribers, which index fund is not at all how we build his wealth. Now, I agree that it's a simple, straightforward strategy, and it's a great way to passively invest without taking much, if any, time, energy, or distraction. It's not the way the wealth was grown. It would really take about 40 years with that approach to build an account that size, unless you have a super high-paying job where you're making over you know, 500000 per year, maybe upwards of that, multiple, multiple six figures. But even then, you have to live a very tight lifestyle and catch those stocks, the, the market, in a real multi-year bull market, you know, which has been the case. But I don't think that that's going to last, as history has shown time and time again. So here's what real diversification is. Investment into several asset classes. Think about the ones that I just talked about. Real estate, crypto, private equity, stocks and commodities, for example. You see, Typically, asset classes do not move up and down at the same time. When the stock market crashes, other assets like gold go up. You know, right now, there's, like I said, there's a huge bull market on Wall Street. Things are looking bright, except bull markets like what we're in simply cannot last forever. So when the stock market drops, and it's going to have to drop at some point when this money pretty madness is over, well, while your stocks are struggling, your tenants still need a place to live. So your rent checks keep chugging along, or your tenants aren't paying because of something like COVID but your crypto just exploded. These are all things that happened to me. So am I glad I was diversified? Yes, it protected the wealth that I had built and the income that I had built from all my private businesses. It helped grow my wealth by a large amounts this year, but it wasn't something that I did right away when starting out. So to bring it all together, to recap, I want you guys to hyper-focus your thoughts, energy, and money onto building your own private business and getting, if you're in an employee, get better, more efficient at your job, increase your earning power in your job, start a side hustle if you're motivated and it makes sense for you to do it and you find something that you're excited and passionate about. And then find things that you can invest into your excess money that are going to create additional multiple streams of income, but without distraction. Questions on this? Follow me on Instagram reach out. You can always ask me questions. I don't think there's been a question yet that I haven't answered. So direct message me. 
You can email me at jack at myindestructiblewealth.com with any questions that you have. And I'll use those questions probably to create additional content and podcasts. So I welcome any and all questions and any of your thoughts I'd I'd love for you to share. Here we go. That's a wrap for this episode on the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. If you'd like to dive deeper into your own wealth building strategy, check us out at myindestructiblewealth.com and follow along on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok. Send me your questions and your financial challenges, and I promise I'll respond. Also, I'll think you're really awesome if you'll share and leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, remember our mission here is to help you make, keep, and grow wealth you can enjoy now and for years to come.